right, all right, all right, day 215. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so today we pick up in a new section in the book of Ezekiel. If chapters 1 to 24 were the oracles of judgment versus the uh, against the rebellious house of Judah, uh, chapters 25 to 32 are the oracles of judgment against the nations, right? And so um, here in 25, Ezekiel is going to turn his face <laughs> to a few nations, right? Ammon, Moab, Edom, and Philistia. Now, these were Israel's immediate neighbors, right? Ammon was to the northeast, Moab was to the east, Edom was to the south, and Philistia was west. What these nations have in common is the fact that they, at some point or another, represented Israel's enemies, right? And ultimately, they will be condemned for that very reason, right? Now, it's interesting because remember in the last episode, we talked about how Judah was guilty of so much, right? And God is this impartial judge. He is going to be fair and impartial with his justice, right? Now, in the last episode, though, one of the things that we saw was that the Lord was clear through the person of Ezekiel, who is a good prophet priest, that the people of God had violated the specific commands and standards and rules and laws of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. But what you see here is that God doesn't hold uh, the nations to a standard he's never called them to. Listen, God never holds people to a standard he didn't call them to. But what he, what he does here, uh, the thing that he does hold them to is human oppression, right? Violence, right? Things that are written uh, literally into uh, our human nature, right? We know instinctively, right? People who have no background in theology, religion, Bible, church know that violence against someone who didn't do anything to you is wrong. We knew that ridicule is wrong. We knew that arrogance, pride, all those things are wrong. And so God is going to be clear. He's like, no, no, y'all mess with my folks. I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to give it to y'all, right? I gotta. I, I gotta. I gotta do what I gotta do. You dig what I'm saying? And so what we learn is this: God takes vengeance for those who do violence against His people. He takes vengeance against those who do violence to His people. So in other words. God is the Lord of all creation and every single person in every single place will be responsible to him. Right. We know that. So God is not just the God of Israel. He's the God of the nations. And the Lord says, no, no, no. Like they will know that I am the Lord. Right. God will make himself known through his just judgment on the world. 26 comes in the next three chapters. 26 to 28 is going to talk about one nation. Right. Um, Tyre. Right. And what Ezekiel is going to do is he's going to speak to this entire Phoenician civilization, right? He's going to speak to the Phoenicians, uh, and, and, and they were, um, uh, a very affluent society. And there he's going to speak to specifically their most popular city states, Tyre and Sidon. And, um, this region Northwest of the nation of Israel, uh, Tyre first was one of the most powerful regions in the ancient world. They were attacked by Assyria and Assyria was unsuccessful in overthrowing them. They were sieged by Babylon for 13 years, and they were unsuccessful. And then finally, they were taken by Alexander the Great in fourth in the fourth uh, century. And here's what he says about this area, Tyre. Tyre. 
He says, uh, son of man, because Tyre said about Jerusalem, aha, the gateway to the peoples is shattered. She has been turned over to me. In other words, similar to the reason God judged Ammon and the other nations, right, for ridiculing the people of God as they were going into exile, God is going to judge them as well, right? He's going to use the same tool in his hand to do so that he used to uh, judge Israel, Babylon, right? So it's a lot going on. But the Lord is just privy to everything that's going on, right? And Ezekiel is going to kind of wax poetic about their downfall, right? He's going to say, yo, how you have perished, right? City of renown. He's being sarcastic. You were populated from the seas, right? She was she who was powerful on the sea. She and all of her inhabitants inflicted their terror. Now the coastlands tremble on the day of your downfall. The islands in the sea are alarmed by your demise. For this is what the Lord says, I make you a ruined city like the other deserted cities. When I raise up the deep against you, hear this, so that the mighty waters cover you. Listen, Tyre was known as a master of the sea. And in this type of ironic justice, the Lord is saying, the very thing that you guys use masterfully, right, for your own purposes, will now be used against you to cause your downfall. The Lord is uh, the king of all kings. He is the Lord of the nations. He is the true sovereign, right? And so when 27 comes and um, Ezekiel is going to fill us in with more details about their fame, their wealth, their prowess, right? How they traded with all these other major cities and nations, right? They had it going on, right? They were like this cosmopolitan city had it going on, trading wealthy, whole nine yards, um, a ton of influence, all this good stuff. But I think Ezekiel, what he's going to do in this text is he's going to bring out this point that we continue to say over and over and over and over again, right? Um, a theme we see all throughout scripture. Listen, wealth influence fame and assets can't save you on the day of wrath they are useless at the day of judgment right he says those who trade among the people scoff at you you have become an object of horror and will never exist again god promises that because of their sin they won't exist right what does this tell us the lord's judgment is coming right and listen realizing that we are those that one day must stand before him should change and reorient our priorities in the here and now, right? I think that's why God is trying to show us this. This God wants us to read this so we can reorient our priorities now while we have time, right? And I think one of the things, man, that, I, that I've, I've kind of clung to in the past few years, listen, the things that will matter to us on the last day should be the things that matter to us in the here and now. Right. The things that will ultimately matter to us when our lives, like when we have to give an account of our lives before the Lord, should be the things that matter to us right now, every single day. And the Lord just is trying to say the same thing here in this text. 28 comes. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to the ruler of Tyre. This is what the Lord God says. Your heart is proud. <laughs> and you have said, I am a God. <laughs> I sit in the seat of God's. In the heart of the sea. Um, in the final chapter of this bunch, Ezekiel uh, spends a lot of time here talking to Tyre, and he says, um, specifically the king, he says, uh, you called yourself a god, right? And it's interesting because the plight of humanity since Genesis chapter 3 says, um, essentially, it isn't enough to be like God. The problem is is that human beings, especially when they have power, especially when they have influence, especially when they are revered, don't want to just be like God. They want to be him, <laughs> right? It isn't, it isn't enough for them to have God as a king over them in his proper place. 
No, no, they want to actually take his place. It isn't, it isn't enough to submit to the confines of their nature and limitations, but to want to transcend their nature and limitations. And <clears throat> this just comes from pride and arrogance and greed, all found in this king whose wealth, wisdom, insight, skill, listen, led him to believe that he was something he was not, or better yet, deceived him into believing that he was something that he was not. Now, I'm not saying that wealth is bad, that wisdom is bad, that insight is bad, that skill is bad, but we have to be uh, cautious and careful and watchful of ourselves that these things don't uh, lead us to believe that we are something we are not, right? Humble servants of the king of the universe, right? And Ezekiel is going to go in and in. He's going to lament about the state of this nation and this king. He'll bring up Sidon, who was another city state uh, found in the Phoenician civilization as well. Tyre and Sidon always mentioned together in the Bible. And um, yeah, he just continues with the judgment. And I think that the Lord wants us to know is that he is privy, fam. He is privy. He is sharp of to the wickedness done behind closed doors that many of us will never know about right by those in power in secret with the means to cover it up he is privy to the deeply sinful structures and institutions that come against his people and that come against all people right and our hope hear this our hope is in this god who has promised to make all of these wrongs right and in making these wrongs right he will further reveal his glorious name and usher in his eternal end time kingdom that will reign over the earth and it will smite all of the sinful kingdoms of the earth and holiness and justice and righteousness will reign supreme forever. May our hearts long for this day. May we live for this day today. Let's pray. God, we ask that our hearts and our minds will be fixed towards that day when Jesus comes to make all wrongs right i pray lord that we will read these texts properly in light of your holiness and your justice and your righteousness and your great mercy that desires that man would have fellowship with you in your eternal kingdom submitted to king jesus we pray all these things in christ's name